Hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of All About FPL podcast. It's been an eventful week. Uh we saw a lot of price reveals. The game has went live and we've all made a couple of drafts. We have tinkered here and there. So it's Surya here, here Aditya and Shreeni from All About FPL going to walk you through uh this stream uh, covering a lot of things right from uh the unlimited transfers to rating drafts and taking questions from the community. So how are you doing guys? Aditya and Shreeni? Yeah, I'm doing good, Surya. Like, uh, it has been it has been good to see FPL back and have the stream back. So playing around with the drafts, like playing around with five drafts today, and it's quite fun. Miss miss the FPL. <laughs> yeah. How's it going for you, Aditya? Yeah, same. Likewise, I mean, we were all refreshing the page for so long on uh, what was it Tuesday, Tuesday. and uh, eventually I I missed. <laughs> so I was just. entire afternoon here in indian time i was checking it out not like constantly <laughs> but like within like half an hour one hour or so but evening yeah. i decided not to check because i thought it might not come it's too late but then i get a message saying it's up and then all these people with lower id wars and all so yeah. <laughs> the same here funnily i had a i had a master's exam then and uh, it went live while i was doing the giving the exam and it is i wanted a low id so badly that i paused my exam went uh, did an auto pick and then got back to the <laughs> team yeah so this is a fun maniac day uh, let's not talk about it more yeah so yeah so today we'll be covering uh, hopefully covering all of the talking points that's mentioned here it's quite elaborate so we're going to look at the fixtures till game week 8 uh, why game week 8 is because uh, that's when uh, we break for our first international break so we thought it's good to uh, see it that way till game week 8 uh, and also there's only one major rule change this year which is the unlimited transfers that we get uh, during the world cup break so essentially it's three wild cards or say two wild cards plus unlimited transfers during that window uh, and moving on we did a thread that was quite uh, good so we wanted to talk about uh, the budget assets and how they rotate with each other so this gives us an idea of players to target and also how they rotate uh having a a man city fan it's of course uh needed to discuss about man city and how they could line up because uh with sterling looking to move maris getting a new contract alvarez coming in as well so will uh pep change his tactics or or not uh, that's up to shreeni for his, for for him to brief us uh then does we'll look at a few pre-season friendlies that's happened so far with Jesus scoring a brace yesterday uh and some summer signings uh then at the last we had a lot of drafts uh from the community so we thought we'll rate the drafts and um, answer a few question answers from the audience watching live as well yeah yeah so uh first things first this is the timeline from the start of the season till the uh, premier league fpl resumes back after the world cup so as you can see it's, it's pretty congested uh, uh with with a lot of games uh there is no rest at all for the big six uh, in uh, starting september so which kind of gives us the uh, idea of unlimited transfers which is introduced by fpl this season so what's your thoughts on that training uh, like how do you think this changes fpl as a whole at least in the first half of the season yeah so like uh, as we spoke we can simply break down the season into different parts so that we can have a better understanding so this this explains it pretty much because like uh first only west ham by the looks of it the 
the top six teams will be playing more matches before this before the World Cup break because of the World Cup happening. The CL gets pre-pawned and there will be plenty of matches for the big six. And there will be also five subs rule, which means there could be plenty of rotation among the big six teams. Uh, but to start off initially, I think the thought process of having early wild card can allow us to gamble a little bit more because we can pick a team for the first three game weeks where the big six teams won't have the Carabao Cup second round where 13 Premier League teams are involved, like I mentioned in this picture. So, yeah, I think for, you can take it a few blocks by block and see for that week. Long, no long-term planning is required is what are my initial thoughts. Long-term thought process is required, but no long-term planning will be required for this season is what comes across my mind. Yeah. Aditya, do you see any change in how you will be approaching this season uh, in the first half especially uh, with the unlimited transfers and the schedule? Uh, because uh, as Srini pointed out, for the first month in August, the big six are uh, quite uh, relieved because they don't have to play the Carabao Cup second round. But it's an inverse starting September wherein there's uh, 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 every midweek there's UCL games. So, uh, is that invoking a change in how you approach FPL this season? Yes, definitely. I mean, um, at least previous seasons and all, we just had two wild cards and then we had to sort out and use one wild card only throughout the first half of the season till around December. But now with the World Cup in between and then they are also giving us unlimited transfers so that we can set our squad later. So, I think logically speaking, even as we covered in the previous stream that we will break the season into smaller halves and then attack those halves rather than looking at the longer picture. Probably the longer picture idea will work well after the World Cup is done and after the yeah. transfer window. So, at this particular segment, probably game week 1 to 8. So, you build your teams focusing on the first 8 weeks. Probably, I would say, then hit a wild card in game week uh, yeah. 9 around yeah. so and focus your team till the World Cup and then you have the unlimited transfers and then you can focus on for the rest and then wild card 2 comes into pitch in around January. So, I think that's how everybody's going to probably play and that's how it is sensible at this point. Yeah. And we are all making drafts with various players which will totally change as we get closer to about three weeks' time. So, yeah, yeah I think that's how my approach is going to be for now. We'll see how things go on in a few weeks. Yes, yes, yes. And I even saw a few shouts for a game week to wildcard, a planned game week to wildcard lesson going all in and attacking game week one and then uh, wildcard game week two. So, this opens up the slot of wildcarding early as well. So, it's going to be interesting how uh, managers take in. So, this uh, uh, image pretty much sums up how crowded it will be for the uh, big six starting September. As you see, every midweek, there is either uh, the UCL uh, or uh, a midweek game week. So, to, to our audio listeners, UCL generally finish, the UCL group stages generally finish in December. Uh, but since it's the World Cup year, UCL uh, game weeks finish in November, which means all the midweeks that are available is being filled by games. So, the big six will rotate heavily considering how each of the top six teams are expanding their squads this season. So, rotation is pretty much inevitable. Yeah. So, moving on. So, it's our fixture ticker. So, it's the FDR is based on official FPL for now. So, we wanted to look till game week 8 to see which teams have a good start, uh, which teams have a bad start, any uh, out of, out of outside the top 6 teams that have a um, pretty decent fixture and that will enable us to target them. 
so uh, who stands out to you shrini when you look at this uh, block yeah yeah looking at the big six teams it's it's pretty much the same what we what everyone sees from the fixture ticket it's man city and liverpool all the way and i think like most teams it would be tempting to go without the salah draft so that you can accommodate 14 good players in your team but i think come game week one everyone will be scared to go no salah and we will surely have salah and trent in our teams so regarding the man city pictures are good but i am not sure like <laughs> who are the picks at the moment no one is sure except cancelo like whether you want to spend 7 million on cancelo or you can get two good premium players like james and silver at 6 million and you can get diaz someone like diaz so it's it's pretty much a difficult question like who to target from city city fixtures look good but it's not straight forward like liverpool on how to attack their fixtures Mm. outside yeah, top 6 yeah <laughs> outside top 6 what i see is mainly brighton and brentford have the great fixtures brighton have uh, manchester united newcastle west ham leeds fulham leicester bournemouth and crystal palace for the first 8 weeks which means they'll be playing only one top 6 game in the first 8 weeks that that is also against manchester united where they got a very good victory around last time so i think <laughs> that, uh like we can target the 4.5 defenders from brighton and brentford and a few punts in attack like trozard and tony who have been performing like kind of consistent picks and reliable picks in premier league generally they have the experience of playing around and you can target for the initial eight picks yeah uh, are there any gems that you thought of from outside the top six based on these fixtures uh I mean, um, at first, at based on my squad structure at this point, um, even what I had, I mean, I'm Pedro Neto is someone that everybody's having at this point because this is the first uh, pre-season bandwagon <laughs> before the game even begins. So the train is very much leaving the station at this point. But no, the train will never leave because the game week hasn't begun yet. So yeah. Pedro Neto, I think 5.5 looks like a great shout for that price, and I think Saint Max is 6.5. and he's back as a midfielder yeah yeah so yeah. those are a couple of players who have caught my eye at first when i was kind of making a draft because if if you notice the budget from 6.5 to yeah. 8 or 7.5 midfield you don't have have a lot you know, of options, the, yeah. yeah so and then in forwards actually you have around from 7 to 8 a couple of players who you can move around but again you know consistency is out of the picture in that price range because they're just going to explode in few weeks and then they're going to give you a regular two four four pointers and all so i think i just said saint max neto and um, i think mbm has gone as a forward now at six so the, yeah, those are a couple of players here and there and we are hearing that armando broha might leave chelsea to which team so i think he's around 5 or 5.5 so those i mean the transfer window hasn't yet you know caught its pace uh, apart from the teams that are known to have proper structure and that buy players very well <laughs> unlike the ones here here so <laughs> so i think yeah i mean those i mean everton richarlison also has left i mean people are looking at everton assets but i mean last season they just fought a relegation sort of battle yeah. but i'm really looking at wolves and i want to see how well they're going to play Because I think they've yeah. got Luis Sinistera. I think he was great at Feyenoord last season in the Eredivisie. So, I mean, there are yeah. a couple of players here yeah. and there. But I think as we see more of preseason results and performances, I think we'll be able to determine whether we have those gems at those prices. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Sinistera moved to Leeds and one disappointing fact was that he was priced at 6.5. So, I was expect, kind of expecting he would come in at 5.5 because uh, Aronson is 5.5 for Leeds. He plays uh, centrally as a, as a 10. So, yeah, as you pointed out, one more player that stood out for me was Bruno Gumineris. He was he's 6. Uh, he, he, he was very good for Lee, Newcastle last season towards the end. So, his playing position is something that I'm very keen to look at during the preseason. Uh, if he plays a little bit up or, say, ASM plays a little bit, uh, uh, plays on the wings consistently, then it's it's going to be a good option. Uh, Newcastle midfielders have not been spoken a lot about. It's always been about... Uh, it's it's, it's uh, Nesto for, uh, for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's mainly because of the fixtures Newcastle are going through. Like you can see from the fixture ticket here, they have Man City and Liverpool in game week three and game week five, which are mm-hmm. difficult games. And will you be will you want to bench someone like seven point five seven million forward in Wilson or a Saint mm-hmm. Man six million Bruno Gamares on the bench for two weeks or the first five weeks in this yeah. kind of season? So those are the thoughts of avoiding Newcastle. And as Aditya pointed out, like the seven million seven point five. Million striker spot is something which we can rotate on. I think we have a slide on it. Yeah, yeah, we'll on that, yeah. yeah. And one more interesting fact is that since the premiums have been kindly priced, uh, it means the number of slots outside the top six is pretty pretty much less because uh, you get if you go big at the back and then have two premiums, you pretty much have seven eight players from the top six. And even with United having kind of prices, you you pretty much have three four slots. Outside the top six to fill and at varying price points, so it kind of reduced the fun for me at least because now everybody has if it's a big uh, if it's a big at the back draft it's 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 two Liverpool defenders one City defender one Chelsea defender and Persich so it kind of made made it a little bit boring for me but anyways preseason opens up a lot more out of position players and a lot more gems. Uh, uh, hopefully we get a few this year as well. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. So again, yeah, we touched base upon this a little bit before. Uh, it's about the wild card uh, dilemma. So generally, a rule or a suggestion which every content creator gives to uh, to players is that. Hold your first wild card as long as possible uh, at the when the season begins. But this time that will not hold good. I feel because uh, we are looking at shorter blocks. So with the unlimited transfer, uh, what's your plan at the moment, Srini? I know it, it will it would change, but what's your initial thoughts when so you want just to, to just to point it out to make it the rule clear for everyone? So we have two wild cards this season, and apart from that, we have unlimited transfers during the World Cup. That is between game week 16 and game week 7. We have unlimited 17. We have unlimited transfers. So this means that you have to play your first wild card between 1 to 16. And game week 16 to 17 is the block during the World Cup where you will have unlimited transfer. And you can play your second wild card between game week 17 and game week 38 anytime. So yeah, so since you have to play your first wild card before game week 16, so my initial thought process is See the season in small, small blocks like what we discussed. Game week 1 to 4 or 1 to 5 is where no uh, no European football takes place. Where most of the big six teams will be playing all their main players. And then game week uh, game week 3 is where the uh, Carabao Cup takes place for the 13 smaller teams. But 
looking looking at small blocks like that and next comes the game week 6 to game week 8 another phase where there will be continuous midweek action and there will be plenty of rotation in the premier league games yeah. and game week 9 is where the international break takes place and players come back so game week 9 is one slot but this season is the season where you can be very much flexible if you are not having yeah. a good season and if you if you want to change your squad around game week 3 or game week 4 it's definitely a good option like it's not yeah, a yeah. point like you should play the wild card in game week 9 you should hold it pretty longer because you in anyways get an unlimited transfer at game week 16 if you don't have yeah. a good goalkeeper if your goalkeeper is per- not performing and you have two mm. three injuries in your squad you can very much go ahead and play your wild card in game week 3 or game week 4 yeah as in that's a good point because last year i remember i played my wild card in game week 4 uh, and the scenario completely changed by game week 16 uh with with a lot more of changes happening a uh, couple of teams doing well and not doing well so uh this time that's not the case because uh, you you essentially will have another wild card when the first half of the season is uh coming to a close uh yeah last year interestingly the template also took off to a good start so uh i would still stay the same as in uh you start with the template and then uh, see if it works out or not if if it's not working out then probably you can change it as early as possible uh, to be flexible with your uh, uh, choices yeah aditya yeah. what's your timeline of changing the wild yeah. one thing i would like to add yeah. on to surya told us like this is the season where you can start the general template would be go with two premium attackers and yeah. going with two or three uh, premium defenders but this is the season where the, you have the option and it is not a bad choice to play early wild card so you can start mm-hmm. the season with three premiums three premiums like san salah and haland and you can see where things go because they have they have good captaincy rotation among three premiums and your captaincy yeah. is sorted so yeah. i think uh the unlimited transfers between game week 16 and 17 and the prospect of an early wild card opens up the way to go for a three premium attack from game week 1 itself so that you can if it doesn't work out you can hit the wild card in game week 3 and game week 4 and switch around so it ultimately boils down to uh, premium defenders versus these value defenders in 4.5 to 5 5.5 because we've been kind enough to have a lot of good 4.5 defenders we'll of course see a lot more of that soon um if we can downgrade a few premium defenders to 4.55 defenders and then make three premiums which will sort the captaincy as well that could be a good strategy to go with so uh, people Because that going, like, going with yeah. three premium also adds up to like if you have a son sala and haland in your team the switches become more easy if you want to yeah. downgrade haland to someone like tony it opens mm-hmm. up the funds everywhere you can yeah, yeah, a 4.5 to a robertson so yeah. because the that that comes under two moves but if you have like two premium attackers you will you will get up more transfers if you want to it will take three or more three or four transfers to yeah. make up the change the structure of your squad makes sense makes sense aditya your thoughts on this like when's your ideal wild card time or uh, the first one currently well i am as i said earlier i think i'm i'm more likely looking to wild card only after game week 8 for the next the second stretch after the international break is where i'm looking and it it really depends on how you build your team and with what structure you go up with if you go up with more premiums it gets easier for you to downgrade obviously from premium to a mid price player and then spreading your funds that's one way 
or you go with not a lot of premiums and with mid price players and then maybe hit a wild card early on maybe before game week and maybe around 4 5 if things don't go according to plan and all the premiums starts firing like for example in my current draft i don't have haland and mm. i have gone with just two premium defenders two premium uh, midfielders and one around the uh, sort of mid priced forward or two that's how i've gone with and that's how you have to tinker around and find your structure so your structure is what is going to determine what kind of players you want to get in at what time and if yeah. you yeah. don't have your yeah. players at this point and it's like the race has already begun and you're way behind you might have to hit the wild card at that point yes i think uh, a lot of people uh, say are concerned that few drafts don't have an 8 million that 8 million midfielder slot uh As Rini pointed out, it's easy to downgrade from Son, Arasala to Luis Diaz, uh, or Saka, or anyone in that range than upgrade because that would invoke a lot more transfers. So yeah, even I'm mostly like looking to slide to the uh, three pre three premium attackers draft. So let's see how the next few weeks come along. Yeah, uh, moving on. Yeah, this is something that we covered. So. Here's where the rotation and the uh, budget midfielders, budget forwards, and mid-price forwards come in. So uh, it's it's a it's a work of magic done by Shrini. So I let him do the talking here. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the main question what we have been uh, thinking on is what is the who is the best seven point five seven million or eight million forward? So choose from eight million comes at a different price range. So we'll include till seven point five since Gabriel Jesus is. A lock in most of those teams after the game yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. We'll look at how who is the best seven point five forward at the moment. So instead of uh, having two or three seven point five forwards, it will affect the structure of your squad since you will have a Kane or a Haaland for sure in game week one, and then have a four point five forward. So the ideal thing would be to have one seven to seven point five forward in your squad, and then rotate based on the success. So as you can see from the Uh, on the screen here, I'll read it out for the audio listeners. For game week one to game week two, you can go with Inks or Watkins, who are Bournemouth and Bournemouth away and Everton home. And after uh, game week two, you can do the transfer of Inks or Watkins to Tony. From game week three, Brentford play Fulham away, Everton home, Palace away, Leeds home, Southampton away, and Arsenal home. So this this means that you will have only one game against. Uh, Till game week seven, you won't have any games against the big six, and that will be that you will have games against Bournemouth, Everton, Fulham, and again Everton, Leeds. So five yeah. of those games where your seven or seven point five forward is capable of getting a double digit haul. Yeah. So I think you this is the time like uh, you can even try Wilson for the first two weeks if Wilson is also an interesting option for the first two weeks, and then move on to Tony from game week three. So and. Uh, going forward, you can uh, move on from Tony to Wilson in game week nine, where Wilson has a good run of fixtures till game week eleven, and then going to DCL till the World Cup, where DCL will be also having good run of games till game week sixteen. So this is one of the plans which you can consider for your mid price forward. Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, people generally look for one solid seven point five forward and try to keep them for a longer period of time, but that, it doesn't work that way. Because uh, the fixture is more important for these mid-price forwards than a big premium forward. So uh, even though it needs two, three transfers to be done, but it's it's a good point because uh, you'll get uh, 
three or four promoted teams in the first eight game week that in itself is a, is a very good chance considering you have to spend a transfer or two it's something for the viewers to ponder aditya what's your thoughts on that 7 7.5 forward slot that mid price forward slot who are you looking at right now well my current draft the one is to gabriel jesus <laughs> yeah. because it, it's not like i picked him uh, in my auto pick it was jesus who got selected so i'm just keeping him yeah and yeah. Uh, other slot for now i have watkins and i think then i think i'm pretty much uh, see the thing is as we've mentioned on the screen and those who are listening the early rotation player so we've been very careful to mention that it's it's a just an early insight because once game week 1 game week 2 comes into play you know all of a sudden tony might not uh, i mean yeah, it like, doesn't change anything yeah. things yeah. might not go to plan at the end of the day so these things could change so at the moment yeah on paper this looks really great i mean you can go with ings probably watkins might be safer pick at 7.5 yeah. probably so watkins and then moving on to ivan tony is great by yeah, the time yeah. when you reach game week 9 i think you'll you'll have a fair idea of how newcastle have played so you can judge if yeah, not go with yeah. somebody else you you'll hit your wild card if you're doing so at that point shuffle yeah. around by game week 12 by this plan you're saying dcl you will have fair amount of idea how everton have actually played by then so mm-hmm. it's a great plan to look at from now at this point where we are in about 3 weeks away from the start of the season But, yeah yeah it, it it's a good plan for now. i think watkins is 7.5 is great if not i think people have haland and then they're going with undav and yeah. other 5.5 is 6 million is yeah. uh, forwards like embo and all just for the sake of mentioning at that price bracket yeah. and then just sort of shuffling it up yes, so that all yes. structures what is going to determine how we are going to go aggressive with the players yeah just to yeah. add to it like uh this this plan of going from uh Watkins to Tony to Wilson to DCL till game week 16 will consume you four transfers but at the cost of uh you will enjoy playing you will enjoy having your 7.5 forward having no games against the top five teams because i am mm. someone who thinks like if uh, Tony if uh, up against a team like Bournemouth he is certain to get more points than a premium pick like Haaland up against uh, Chelsea or Liverpool So yeah. Yeah, so till game week 60 you're not getting any games against the top 5 teams. You have 6 games against the promoted sides, 8 games against the bottom 9 sides. So I think it is more than a good plan to attack. Yeah. So moving on, yeah, I think we pretty much covered all of the uh, below 7 7.5 forwards at this time. So we'll just uh, jump on to uh, the attacking defenders. So these guys come into Uh, uh into the picture if you are not going on a bigger the back as in bigger the back using premium defenders so these are all 5 5 4.5 defenders at the max who rotate well so really why not walk walk us through this yeah so for the audio listeners i am reading it out this plan is having tierney till game week 7 moving on to trippier between game week 8 to game week 13 and game week 14 to game week 16 having doherty from tottenham so all the three are 5 million plays uh like surya told this is the plan where you can still have three premium defenders and have one 5 million defender in your team so all three are 5 million so you can have a james uh cancelo trent and one of these defenders and a 4.5 defender in your team so this structure allows you to like you will be just making three transfers till the world cup in game week 
so this transfer will allow you like you get the good games so i think this is the season where you should more or less we are looking at more early insights in the rotation plan because you need to attack the fixtures more than not this is the season where you can take those risks and have a trippier against the small teams instead of a cancelo against another team like chelsea or or trent against arsenal or, or a difficult game so like uh in game week 1 to 7 tierney will be playing bournemouth away fulham home and everton home three good games between game week 1 to game week 7 so this is the yeah. plan which we are looking and uh moving on to trippier in game week 8 will allow you he'll be up against fulham away in game week 8 brentford home in game week 9 united away in game week 10 and everton home in game week 11 yeah so he he also gets uh, two games against Fulham away and Everton home, where he could be a very good differential at this at that price point. And finally, moving to Spurs, where Matt, we will get an idea by game week 13 if Doherty will be nailed or or Spence, Spence will be pushing him for a spot, and yeah. or Emerson Royal suddenly picks up form or injury Doherty something happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. between game week 13 and game week 16. Uh, Tottenham have Newcastle home, Bournemouth away, Liverpool home, and Leeds home. So these are another four good fixtures. Yeah, I think interestingly, Trippier is. I'm very much sold on Trippier because he's just five million, and with the the tall, lanky defenders that they have in Botman and Scar, they are the two that's mostly going to start at centre back. Uh, he is a real, really good threat from set piece. He's, he's he's known to be a set piece specialist. So Trippier also has the potential of attacking returns plus defensive returns. Considering their back four is pretty good now, I'm I'm really good hopes for uh, the Newcastle defence. For Arsenal, for people that slightly worried about Tierney, Tomiyasu is another option. He's 0.5 cheaper as well, and he's a fullback. So I guess it's up to you to decide. And as Srini pointed out, for Spurs. The right back slot should give us a clear idea uh, come game week one because uh, uh, you'll know if Spence comes in or not. If not, Doherty is going to be the absolute first choice. Emerson is being tra- being pushed out so that they can afford Spence, uh, and you could save that point five on uh, Perisic as well because uh, Sessegnon was really good towards the end of the season. So I feel the backup wing back would push. Perisic more than the one at the right side, and even if Spence comes in, he's going to be at the max five million. I don't think it, they'll they'll going to take him and put it five point five. So, with so much attention on Perisic, there's been a lack of attention on the right back slot at the Spurs. So that's an insight I think that uh, every listener could could uh, dig into because that that's going to be a very interesting spot. Yeah, uh, Aditya, your thoughts on. These three teams, Arsenal, Newcastle, Spurs—they are pretty much super improved defenses during the second of the season. What's what's your thoughts on them? Yeah, yeah I mean, the only worry with TN is that the injury yeah. history yeah. is what concerns a lot of us. And yeah. I mean, last time, last season, uh, Tomiyasu was great till one point, and then probably even he got injured for a while and was not able to recover. And then we had some problems there. So Ben yeah. White had to play right back. Cedric had to play left back, right back here, and then Nuno Tavares had to play. So that's the worrying fact with Arsenal. But uh, I think if he stays fit, he's a great option at five. If not, I think Tomiyasu at four point five and White, I think probably the best option at that price bracket from a top six side. 
So I think Tierney is a good shot. Trippier, we all know how well he was, even at Spurs few seasons back. His set-piece ability is one of the best, probably. His free kick, all corners and all. His set-piece ability is great. So, even he gives you a shout from there in terms of points. So, I think, as you said, I think Newcastle also kind of improved very well defensively towards the end of last season. So, I think having him is a great shot. Even I mean, as you said, like, wildcard time is what? Game week 8, 9 is where we're seeing. And Trippier... At that point, right? We we yeah, right, would have right. judged their performances. We could make a call, Absolutely. and then get in. I think that gives us a pretty much great uh, set of plan at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. regarding yeah. Doherty, again, we'll see if they yeah. get jet friends yeah. or not. So it, it it just really depends on that. And I mean, last season that particular spell from around game week, uh, what was it, twenty eight onwards? Last season where Doherty kind of hauled very well and then unfortunately got injured. So, injured, yeah. I mean, we all know how well he has played uh, for Wolves under Nuno a few seasons back. Unfortunately, couldn't do well at Spurs because of Borino and all those uh, yeah. time there. But I think last season he kind of played well. But and, those but four five game weeks, he was he he sat really well to Conte's system. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, he exactly was how Conte's wing backs were at Chelsea. Like he gave me More flashbacks of Victor Moses. Yeah, so mm-hmm. is is he looked like a player made for Conte's system those four game week. So let's see what happens there. The signing of Perisic should also add up to Doherty's all potential is what I think. Like he has yeah. the ability to get in those crosses. He can Perisic yeah, yeah. can cross in his left and right. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to yeah FPL Sweden on a thread about Perisic. Like everything is covered on how. Perisic can improve Doherty as a pick and whether yeah. uh, Perisic can be a good or is a trap or a good defender yeah. at 5.5 million. Yes. Yeah. yes, that is a very good trade. Yeah. So, moving on. So, we have a lot more of uh, 4.5 defender combinations as well. So, we're going to just, for the sake of time, we'll quickly run it through. I'll let Trini do the corners here. Yeah. Yeah. So, like going with... Uh, there will be a squad structure where you can go with three, you can afford to go with three, four point five defenders. This is this will be a strategy which will be very less played. But I think going with Trent and Cancelo eats up more money on your defense. So if you want to go with three premium attackers, I think having three four point five defenders in your squad helps. And one such choice of having uh, three four point five defenders is you can play two of them and bench one. And one yeah. such combination. Which you can rotate very well is an Arsenal defender, Brentford defender, and Newcastle defender. So, the Arsenal defender can be White or Tomiyasu. Like White will be the safer pick, as Aditya mentioned, and the Brentford pick can be Jansen or the new signing Hickey. We'll need to see. And yeah. the Newcastle four point five pick will be Dan Burn. So, uh, yeah, so this be, strategy it could be Burn. Yeah, it could be Burn or Scar or Botman. All of four point five. We'll have to look at preseason to who starts. But yeah, that is one four point five defender slot. Newcastle. That's essentially what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So Newcastle have a. Uh, if you have uh, all the three in your squad, game week one you will have uh, Forest home, Palace away. Game week two you will have Brighton away, Leicester home. Game week three you will have Ar- Bournemouth away, Fulham away. Game week, so that is something what the plan I think is made for. Like game week three, you will have White or Tomiyasu against Bournemouth and Jansen against Fulham. So potential big hauls. Like you can bench the burn option in game week three for City home, which is a difficult fixture. And come game week four, you will have uh, Fulham away and Everton home. Game week five, we will have Villa home, Palace away. 
game week six we will have palace home leeds home game week seven we have west ham away everton home and game week eight we'll have bournemouth home and brentford away so this yeah. this is the plan where you can basically avoid all of the top six teams you need not have a top six fixture at all for your yeah. 4.5 defenders yeah so 4.5 defenders outside top six these three are very good improved defenses and they can have imagine your 4.5 defenders having a clean sheet they are more likely to get a clean sheet in against outside the top six teams and getting a bonus or an assist is an added bonus for me for my 4.5 yeah. defenders yes that, that absolutely makes sense so we have another pair like this which is uh, some of the popular uh, uh, defenders from uh, wolves and brighton so arsenal wolves brighton as well rotate really well wolves have uh, johnny and ryan outnori at 4.5 million uh, brighton have louis dunk and uh, uh, lamty at 4.5 arsenal of course have been by tomias at 4.5 so again as shrini pointed out this structure works really well when you uh, when you have like 3 4.5 defenders and as in you go for a 3 premium you need to save money the in the defend so arsenal rules brighton again uh, pretty much helps you avoid uh, all of the top 6 except for uh, united in the first 1 to 8 game weeks but they also play a lot more of promoted teams this this three set of uh, teams which balances out the united fixtures so this is another uh, uh start to bench one 4.5 defender option uh, especially that will come well if you are on a three premium draft yeah so uh, yeah going with this structure basically allows you like you will have uh, zero fixtures against top six teams in 16 games so you will be yeah. starting two of your 4.5 defenders which will be 32 fixtures till game week 16 right and in yeah. this 32 fixtures uh you will be having very few games against the top six and yeah more yeah. games against the promoted teams yeah because johnny is a very interesting case as you your thoughts on him because he came back from injury and immediately scored a goal uh, two goals i think against leeds and one more team so he was an atletico madrid player so he, he's a, he's a proven attacker so what's your thoughts on that wolves wing back slot yeah definitely i mean uh, if you look at my current draft i have trent Cancelo, Johnny, Tomiyasu, and Burn. The Burn slot is completely. I'm not sure. As you said, with Newcastle, I think it's Botman who is most likely to play. I mean, at 4.5, yeah. Botman is someone who who will who will actually fancy even playing for Netherlands, probably even yeah. if they are in yeah. that spot. So I think he's he's someone who is good. So with regards to Johnny, yes, I mean, unfortunately he got injured and it took a while for him to get back. And boy, oh boy, he did play well and. Johnny has been always one of those assets people have always looked up. Yeah. Even yeah. when Nuno was there, so you had Johnny and Doherty, and people were always struggling to pick which one to go. And at the end of the day, it was Doherty was the answer and not Johnny. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, now finally, after he's he's back and he played well last season towards the end, he just got a couple of games, but that good signs we we saw. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah. Now I I think I I read one of the thread. I think it's one of uh, our writers, right? And all about FPL Black Wolf. From the US yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he put out a very nice thread for Wolves. I said it's just an early insight wherein he said that Ethnuri could possibly play right back until Semedo is back, and yeah. uh, Johnny is someone who will make later, you know, those what do you say, last minute runs into the box, and he yeah. he has more of a goal threat rather than you know creativity. Creativity yeah. lies with Ethnuri is what he's very nicely mentioned. So yeah, I think like that Chilwell Chilwell uh, player, like he he's there at the far post, lot post, yes. 
Aitnori has the assist potential and Johnny yeah. has the goal potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, as he even mentioned in the thread, I think let's wait and see with preseason what how well they play and then we'll have a fair idea. For I think for now Johnny is a good shout. I think he. He even rightly said, even I, even I'm seeing both are equally good shots. But last year, we had that confusion of uh, who was it? I think it was Aitnuri and it was Ruben Vinagre, right? That preseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's permanently moved away from Bulls finally. So, yeah. Vinagre, <laughs> so uh, uh, Ferguson from Palace, all these are mythical FPL. Uh, FPL yeah, I, I think this season also, we we can have a potential 4.5 defender from Bulls in 30. So last season he got four games between he's gaming. Four, right? game. four, four, yeah, he's four million four. defender. Yeah, four million defender. He he got four games between game week twenty and game week thirty-eight last season. So since size is also more, they usually play a back three. So he's currently the fourth choice. The first three choices are Cody, uh Killman and uh who's the other? Cody Killman and and it should be yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cody Kilman and, and he should be the fourth choice. And Boli, yeah. Yeah. So Boli. they are the first three choices. And Boli is already 31, 32. He's injury prone. So if any of the three center backs have an injury scare and Wolves don't make a signing, at four million, Totti can be a very, very good potential at four million defender option. Yeah, yes. The light. So let's move on. So there are a few more uh, uh Day one, bench one, uh, pairs that are there. So, again, once again, Newcastle and Palace are a good option. So, it could be Botman, Scar, or Burn and Mitchell. So, this again smartly avoids you the top six pictures these two teams play until game week eight. The same with Aston Villa and Brentford. Uh, Jansen could be Hickey uh, based on the transfer news. So, Cash is someone that's that plays pretty much every game. He played 38 games last season. He scored 147 points, uh, the highest Aston Villa point scorer. And he's just 5 million as well. So, that's another good rotating pair. Uh, the second yeah. option so, is what has got my eye, actually. The, the cash yeah. and the Jansen one. Because that is the one you are spending 9.5 million to play only one player each week. But at the cost of you will have zero games against the last season top eight. You even won't have games against West Ham, Leicester and any of the big six teams. So, that is the one where you can totally attack the fixtures and if it comes good, like cash has the goal potential also. So, it's an interesting one. Yes. So, moving on. So, there are three more options. I think, Srini, it's better if you go, go for it. Yeah. Third option is going uh, rotating a Leicester defender and a Brighton defender. The Leicester defender can be Justin, who is more likely to start at 4.5. And the, Leic- and the Brighton defender can be Dunk or Lamptey at 4.5. So, going with Dunk and Justin might might be... Uh, you'll have rotating them as per the fixture ticket shown on the screen. You'll have only one game against the top 8 till game week 16. So, yeah. Next one, next one on the list is... We have Johnny at 4.5 and Mitchell at 4.5. Wolves defender and uh, Palace defender rotating them. So, going by this sticker, uh, we'll have again only one fixture versus top six till game week 16. And we'll have more games against the promoted sites. And the final option is going rotating Johnny at 4.5 and Justin at 4.5. So, this is also another plan where you can take advantage of the fixtures, attack the attack, attack your playing. 
you are attacking full backs against the promoted teams or someone like everton and leeds where they concede a lot of goals and take advantage there is value in 4.5 defenders and i think a combination like uh, rotating johnny and justin till game week 16 is not at all a bad idea yeah that makes sense uh, shrini aditya your final touches on this rotation pair now so that we can move on to the next one yeah i mean at 4.5 we are very fortunate we are getting attacking full backs at that price range yeah yeah we had certain occasions wherein they were overpriced a bit like at 5 where it was like a bit more little bit less at 4.5 mm-hmm. i think with donny and justin looks great and with i think less than not even playing any european competition now yeah uh, exactly. yeah finally probably we'll see a lesser team that has to focus on the premier league where <laughs> getting you know lost a bit here and there so i think justin also had a great start to season back got injured now he's back i think even i think ricardo pereira i'm not sure what i think whether he's injured or not or what's the story there so i think justin is someone um, and johnny and justin probably is the ideal pair here because both are full backs and who are offensive so that think that's the pair i would like here because the other ones i mean dunk can all the my thinking is that i don't like to have a double defense like goalie and defender from the same team like for example people will have a, a situations where they'll have sanchez and dunk where i mean like then if, if you're supposed to start both sanchez and dunk and both their clean sheets get wiped in that yeah. particular you lose points wherein yeah. you could have done proper planning so that's why i'm yeah. kind of avoiding that but i think johnny just an option five is good at this yes. point yes yes that's fair enough for the rotation planner so this is a controversial <laughs> one because uh yeah few like like it few love it few hate it uh this is the budget keeper rotation because this would make you spend 9 million uh that is 0.5 more than what your ideal thinking of 4.5 plus 4 uh and there is also an interesting option with mendy coming at 5 alisson and edison at 5.5 so there is this uh debate of either do you want to spend uh 8.5 million or 9 million or 9.5 million for your uh, goalkeepers so uh, i'm not going to read too much into it so i'll just quickly say uh, raya and sanchez are a good option similarly raya and henderson i think raya and henderson means you would avoid a top 6 team till game week 15 am i right srini or that yeah you will have zero games against top 6 teams and four games against promoted teams and seven games against the bottom eight teams going with yeah. the first combination would give you zero games raya and sanchez would give you zero games against the last season top seven yeah. i think by this point i think shrini has by heart the <laughs> the various rotation pairs with their uh, combinations as well i might, a... might take up a different strategy because like you mentioned like mendy coming in at 5 yeah. million you yeah. are spending 4.5 on two keepers and yeah. this is little tricky right because you can yeah. have the smaller teams keep a clean sheet against the bigger teams you will have yeah. the clean sheet points bonus points and save points so yeah uh, you can do rotating is little tricky You yeah. you need you need to have some luck which we don't have at FPL usually. So yes. uh, I think going with Mendy and a four million keeper is also a good option. Yeah, and the same with I, I have my eyes on Anderson because uh, he got one sixty points for uh, Sheffield when they finished ninth in the Premier League, which was a very good haul because uh, Pope finished that season as top with one seventy points, which meant all eyes were on Pope. But one sixty points for a promoted team keeper was really really good. uh he played 45 minutes yesterday as well uh, uh 
Henderson for uh, Forest for the first time. So uh, he's slowly starting to get the minutes as well. So my eyes are there. We have a couple of drafts from our followers with uh, Allison with Mendy. So we'll talk more about that in the coming slides. So yeah. So this is where. So we wanted to not just. Uh, show our drafts and talk about it so we wanted to have a bit of a different idea so we pulled out drafts from our followers on instagram twitter who sent our drafts so uh, we'll slowly start looking into one so i'll first go with adam's draft uh, for the listeners he has mendy in goal so uh, i'll just watch it take on that uh, it it takes a chelsea spot but it's just 5 million yeah I think that's fine with regards to Chelsea because we are not sure about the attack in midfield who is going to play at this point. Yeah. If that was Ellison, I will be a bit concerned because I, I, I mean, you have Trent Salah, and then your third yeah. spot if Ellison takes up where you yeah. could have filled with maybe Diaz or Nunes is where you have the problem. With City yeah. also, I'm not that worried because Ederson is someone who will play all the games, so yeah. that's name. You will not have the confusion of anybody from the defense not playing. Yeah. Ederson will play, but in terms yeah. of the attack, where the confusion lies. so people will kind of be confused not to go so people will go with ederson so that's a better move but mendy yes is someone who will play most of the games and yeah. basically when you're paying 5 and you're paying another goalkeeper with four that is mendy is playing all the games yeah. sure. there's no headache of rotation yeah so looking at his draft on the whole so he has mendy in 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 goal cancelo laporte and a city doubler james trippier and trent so he's gone pretty heavy at the back But I think it's balanced as well because Laporte and Trippier are not that expensive. Uh, it's a a double city and a double uh, Chelsea defense. I quite like it. Uh, but it's just a two premium draft with Son and Salah. That is the price you pay for having a a big at the back uh, structure. The only issue I see with this draft is I like this draft. Like, but doubling up on Chelsea when you have three games against Tottenham, Leicester, and West Ham till game week eight. Yeah, like, yeah. the potential games where they don't surely keep a clean sheet yeah, with the absence yeah. of center backs also they haven't mm-hmm. signed anyone yet so i'm mm-hmm. little skeptical on chelsea double up till game week 8 so mm-hmm. yeah i think james will do and maybe downgrade mendy to a 4.5 goalkeeper and invest the money to upgrade uh, douglas lewis to someone like gordon or a pedro neto so yeah because douglas lewis is expected to leave as well he's not signing a new contract with villa and villa signed a lot more midfielders now uh so that's Douglas Lewis one tough spot in uh the bench has Mitrovic which i feel is not a good option to begin with considering no, no, no. you're going to get trolled yeah so it could be Unda it could be Avioni the forest uh for new forward so there's a lot more value in that 5.6 slot uh, other than that it's a pretty solid draft so what the next one so i'll move on to Cameron so it's been an interesting case because he's playing i feel for the very first time and his draft is as well pretty good it is impressive for someone playing uh, the first time so i'll tell your rating of his draft like just walk us through yeah i mean for a for a for a player who's playing for probably for the first time has done a good job of of picking up uh, the structure looks good for a first draft for a yeah. first time also and he's picked even pedro neto yeah so he's probably in that follower so consuming a yeah. lot of content and uh, he's able to he's find in the right direction yeah yeah so yeah. anything you're saying elison right elison is where i'll be concerned if if uh, there are people who will have sala and luis diaz both mm-hmm. and you have friend so if you want luis diaz then elison will kind of eat your position of liverpool that's where i'm a bit concerned 
So yeah. Ruben Diaz and Cancio, yeah, I mean Reese James, Perisic is someone again like I will wait and watch and decide on Perisic yeah. is what I would say. Jacob Murphy, I'm not sure. Uh, Andres Pereira, I think he's for bench. Yeah, yeah. That's a forward. Yeah. Pereira is also on the bench. Uh, so yeah. this is basically back uh, five, 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 three, two, five, three, two. Yeah. yeah. But and he needs Bindrama. to start Ben. Yeah, the Ben Rama is where the issue comes. Yeah. So he was a, a last season's pre-season gem. So he's had this season's pre-season gem. Uh, uh, probably he will not be that case. So that six million spot is where he he, he has yeah. to probably. I move. think downgrading Allison. Downgrading Allison would. Hmm. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. It's your idea to downgrade Allison. Yeah. Downgrade Allison. Yeah. Maybe. downgrade elison to a 4.5 again because you'll mm. get one and mm. then one of the premium defenders i would say downgrade mm. to a five and then upgrade on ben rama as you say yeah if you want to go with that like mm. matty cash at 5 so let's say 0.5 you take mm. and let's say you get uh, raya or sanchez whoever you want so you have mm. one 1.5 Mm. and then uh, you you can probably split around maybe like ben rama you 7.5 right you'll get Let's say Rashford yeah. at six point five. I mean, just throwing up. You have to play around with your squad here and there. Yeah, yeah. Another suggestion is downgrading Perisic to a four point five, like a Tommy Asu, and Alisson to Raya will save you two million, and you can do Bendrama to the eight million slot, Saka, Mount, or a Foden, which will be a more nailed picker or a more. Or maybe Bendrama to a six point five seven and upgrade one of your one more bench midfielder so that your bench is a bit strong in case if things go wrong. that's a good solution yeah so let's move on to the next person then so uh yeah uh it's victoras uh so yeah let you do the honors here yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is the this is this is the one that caught me this is an interesting uh interesting draft with three forwards like in jesus nunes and haller he has invested heavily we haven't seen these kind of drafts over the last one year so it is it is quite <laughs> refreshing to see this and yeah. uh, and in midfield yes coutinho rashford mount rosard and pereira in defense yes johnny james cancelo trent and neko williams on goal he has raya and sanchez and still has 1 million in the bank so i like this draft very much this is this is this looks like a one premium draft with just haland but it has a very good overall team structure like you can have third 14 14 solid players who who can rely on week in and week out this team has 15 starters 15 people who can start we will start most of the games so i think this is a good draft but the only thing is i will wait and watch nunes at the moment downgrade nunes to someone like someone like a tony or a wilson like or, or follow the the striker rotation what we suggested moving on to them and invest the money to upgrade the coutinho and rashfords hmm yeah that's that's a good suggestion so i'll move on so this one is from buga so i'll i'll rate this draft so it's mendy at goal that's mendy and james so it's a double up cancelo tripper and trend so i think i'll stick with the same of what you said like chelsea uh, a single defense is good until game week 8 considering who they play so yeah uh, other than that uh, he has halen So it's two uh, two premiums, uh, Coutinho, Odegaard, and Rashford. So I think these three are dependent on preseason, right? So Coutinho is at seven. Odegaard could be rotated with uh, Fabio Vieira, 
and rashford is again is not nailed but he's cheap so we'll have to see but overall it's a very balanced draft i think he has just two three more slots to fix so overall i would say it's a, it's a pretty good draft but odegaard and rashford are the ones uh, uh we need to monitor yeah so uh the next one shrini uh, no next draft is from blue phoenix yes the surprising goalkeeper in david degea He has more faith in United defense than us. <laughs> okay. In defense, he has Trent, Robertson, Cancelo, James, and Perisic. Big at the back. In midfield, he has Madison, Diaz, Maras, Bowen, and in forward, he has Haaland. His bench has Greenwood, Douglas, Lewis, and Davis. I I think this is this is a good draft. Having five at the back, five four one as a formation, but the thing is, this is an interesting draft to three three eight million eight point five. Sorry, four, four, eight to eight point five midfielders. This is one of the unique drafts which I haven't seen at all. No, Salah is on risk to take, but at the cost of four reliable eight to eight point five mids in Madison, Mares, and Bowen. I think this is a good one. Bowen, Bowen is a good player, but at eight point five and West Ham also having the European playoff games in game week three, game week four time. I think and also West Ham have difficult fixtures to begin with. Right, so I think Bowen is a wait and watch maybe, or more Bowen to a Saka save the point five point five million. Saka has very good fixtures to start with, and then upgrade the point five to improve your defense. Is what my suggestion is. Yes. So moving on, uh, it's Adrian Miller. He's a, a loyal supporter of all what I've built. So yeah, uh, shout out to him. Yeah, Alte, uh, what do you think of his draft? I mean, most of the picks are pretty much what has been going around in the community. So again, uh, I don't need to speak a lot here. Again, the only thing yeah. I'm concerned is that he has uh, Diallo and Murphy. So I think this is a five-three-two again, because mm, yeah, it's uh, five-three-two. Yeah, 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 it's a five-three-two. That's why I'm a bit, uh, you know, this big at the back always sounds good. Like every week they're going to give you goal, assist, and clean sheet, mm. or one of the three will happen. But then. You know that's so rare. You know what happens is at the start of the season, mm. you know teams defensively they take a time to adjust. Once they are done, the big and the back, uh, you know, uh, philosophy and idea makes a lot of sense. So, but at start going, I mean, big at the back, Trent, Cancelo, James. Now we are hearing that Chelsea might play a back four, right? I'm not sure how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea might play a back might four. Play. Yeah. How? Yeah. How well will that? How would that impact their fullbacks? Is something we have to wait. Will they sign centre backs in the first place to lost their defences? We need to have an eye on Rudiger. Rudiger is a very key yeah. defender. And they have Rudiger, no Christensen. Like they don't have the depth at the moment. So I don't know how things are going to go with Chelsea. Like Chelsea, I'm really. Uh, yeah. I, I have to wait and see to pick Chelsea players. So with regards to initial draft, this is basically. I mean, people are making drafts based on the impression of last season. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. what that's what will immediately come to your head. So yeah, I mean, one one suggestion to the draft is I think since he has both Raya and Jansen, double up is too much. I think I'll move the Jansen to Tommy also or Ben White to account for that. Johnny also is a good pick. Yeah, if Johnny you're going to play back good. five, you want offensive players. So mm. Johnny would be the sensible option. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or because I'm I'm looking at maybe getting one five point five midfielder somewhere. In place of one, just in case if I need an emergency. Yeah, he possible. could. He could also actually get in Bruno Gimenez at six, say point five there, and probably say point five from yeah. Cash, cash, another four point five defender. Yeah, and then 
probably upgrade one of the Diallo or Murphy to a, a 5.5 like Neto. Gordon, Gordon yeah. or Liz Neto are yeah, three yeah. good 5.5 options top of yeah. the game. So, but I, I I love the fact that this is the first draft that you've seen that has both Salah and Luis Diaz together. So that's another interesting combination. So yeah, this is uh, going to be the best uh, Liverpool triple up with Diaz, Salah, and Trent. Like how we had uh, Jota, Salah, and Trent. Mm. Where it worked this season, it's Diaz or Robertson is the question. Big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, okay. So, let's jump on to the next set. So, I think we need to rush a little bit. So, yeah, uh, I'll go for Joel. So, he again has a big draft of big at the back. Uh, so, he has triple up on City defense. That is really interesting. So there is no Haaland, but he has Edison, Cancelo and Diaz. Along with Trent, James, and Perisic, that's full-on defense. I, I've not seen this big. So, it's 5-2-3 with uh, Darwin Nunes, Jesus, and Mitrovic. Uh, yeah, Mitrovic can be Neto. Neto is on the bench, so Mitrovic yeah, can be Neto. Mitrovic can be Neto, yeah. It's a I brave, think triple up, triple up is too much to begin yeah. with. The the, yeah. the risk yeah. you take at the start of the season is a little too much for a triple up, even for a team like City coming from a City fan. I think yes. double up maybe you can <laughs> you can manage, but triple up is too much. You can move that uh, City City spot to maybe maybe another four point five defender slot because there is so yeah. much value in the four point five defender slot. Yes, and upgrade and upgrade Mitrovic to a Tony. Oh, I think you do Darwin Nunes to Haaland by downgrading one of the premium defenders and also yeah. down Mitrovic to Unda or uh, Avioni. So, he has a little bit more balance there. But two mids is something first time. Okay, Neto could play. So, three, it could be three mids. Yeah, it's an interesting choice though. Yeah. Um, yes. Atya, your thoughts on Clover's draft? Yeah. Yeah, so Ramsdale. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Last year's yeah. confusion of Leno Ramsdale. So Ramsdale at five, and he has Henderson. So five yeah. plus four point yeah. five. You've already gone nine point five with your goalkeeper. Yeah. Which I will. It's a bit. Uh, I mean, I would even say four point five plus four also is enough. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you if you're not worried, so I mean, you could potentially if you go with one four point five, like say for just sake of saying Raya and some four million goalie, you will mm. you roughly say one million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you already have Tomiyasu from Arsenal. Yeah. So unless you want Ramsdale save points desperately and bonus, you keep him. Mm. Mm. So I think yeah. going 4.5 plus 4 means you'll save one. And then at one, you can float around here and there wherever you want. Then you have Castagne. Castagne is 4.5. Tomiyasu is 4.5. James can't save. And Patterson. Yeah, Patterson is more likely not to play immediately. I think it is Coleman still place to lose, but I think Patterson will slowly get integrated to the side. Is what we are hearing. The preseason will give us better answers. Dewsbury Hall, Trossard, Salah, Son, and Bruno G, and Haaland and Mbwemo. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good it's a good draft, but you have to tweak around where you, you are kind of. Draft. Yeah, so you have you're kind of overspent in goalkeepers is what I would say. I mean, um, at the end of the day, if Ramsdale might start scoring points, don't come after me. <laughs> but the game But I think maybe getting one million off, or maybe 0.5 off from there, and then getting that 0.5 maybe from uh, Drewsbury Hall to Neto might be a bit better at 5.5. At least you have some assurance, like okay, this guy might do something in attack. Yeah, so that's what I would say at this point. 
yeah so going on to marcus draft slightly hard to read but uh, it's an again a double up on chilwell and james that's interesting uh, that's the first time i've seen that cancelo mount also yeah yeah uh, so it's mm-hmm. raya chilwell james uh, cancelo perisic and trent that's a solid backline mount uh, nato and sala jesus and halen uh, i think this this is pretty much the template that's there right now uh except for mount or that could be uh saka as well but he is already decent i don't have anything against this trap this, this is pretty much a solid trap because james and chilwell they are capable of attacking returns even though their clean sheet goes so it's definitely a really really good draft i would say yeah so uh, yeah so the last set yeah the last set of drafts so three more uh I'll, yeah. I'll pick up FPL back. Yes, Nick Pope in goal. Uh, interesting option. Uh, and the back line is Cancelo, Trent, Perisic, Trippier. Midfield, Salah, Bernardo Silva, Neto, Luis Diaz. Forward line has Kane and Jesus. On the bench, he has Andreas Pereira, Dragon and Greenwood. Yeah, this draft is... Uh, we have few differential options like Bernardo Silva and Nick Pope. So Bernardo Silva, I think uh, he's a good player and it's very much important to City's system, but not so in FPL terms is what we all could agree on. I think there will be no more false nine and he won't be used there. He'll be used in more of a midfield three rather than a front three is also what I'm hearing. So Bernardo Silva can be moved on to moved on to better attacking attacking players. And the double up on Newcastle defense is a little too much to start with. They have City and Liverpool within the first five weeks. Game week three and game week five. So we could use the Trippier to move to someone like Tierney, and I think Bernardo Silva can be moved on to someone cheaper, and the money can be spent elsewhere on defense. Yeah. So let's jump on the Fras. So it's Allison, uh, Robo, and Luis. Just it's no Salah draft. So it has cancelled. Yeah, cancelled. Justin, Tripper, Robo, no Trent as well. Yeah. So it's KDB, Rashford, Lewis, Diaz, McAllister, Vardy, and Kane. Uh, Johnny as a different uh, in the bench. Um, Full on differential draft. This is. <laughs> yeah, this is. I don't know. I don't know how McAllister came into the picture. Uh, I would prefer Trossard uh, more than McAllister. McAllister has kind of talked upon a little bit, but he was never. Really into that FPL asset range, but he's a really good player. Uh, I would prefer Trossard there. Uh, there is no, uh, can, uh, sorry, Haaland as well, but it has Vardy and Kane. It's too much away from the template, I would say. Uh, yeah, so maybe a couple of more safer options that everyone is going with makes this would make this draft uh, a lot more stabler, so that you don't uh, end up. catching up for the very first year, for the very first few game weeks of the season but considering if he wants to wild card early and go with a little bit more puns this this could work yeah uh azia the last one on the right yeah yeah so the last one has raya trent tomiasu perisic laporte diaz martinelli son sala luis diaz wardy and then the bench ones i don't know because it's crop so we don't I think it's Sam Greenwood. Uh, Sam Greenwood, Andres Pereira is definitely and Colback. And Colback, yes, it's basically. <laughs> so yeah. Colback is not forward, no? 
ஒருத்தர் ஒரு <laughs> Uh, he's not guaranteed yeah. any move to start yeah so one suggestion would be downgrade vardy's 9.5 it's a, it's a little different price range it vardy to, i would say vardy to jesus is better and remove martinelli yeah. and remove martinelli yeah 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 that makes sense oh okay so we have two more <laughs> so i'll go for sam uh, yeah it's raya train chilwell tomia sur doherty finally someone has doherty after all that we spoke uh sala luis diaz martinelli maris okay uh kane and jesus so he he doesn't have halen but he has gone for maris so yes kukurela on the bench he take this yeah <laughs> yes kukurela on the bench which is an interesting option i think he if he stays at brighton is a good option if he comes to city is also is a good option good so option. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> you know, can hold on to him Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I like this draft very much. It has covered all the bases. Strong attack yeah, in Kane, yeah. Jesus. And mm-hmm. maybe Martinelli, you need to watch the friendlies to confirm if he is the one. And if you want to take the risk on Mahrez or move to someone, a safer option like Forden or Asaka is what you can think of. So, what's your take on Mahrez? Like, this is supposed... Uh, we'll, okay, I think we, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll hold that, yeah. uh so the last one uh it has last one is from I... shaihan yeah it has uh, pickford on goal trent westergaard tierney james in defense in midfield it has sala son saka pulisic oh it has haran and edward as the strike force in on the, on the bench it has tomkins white and gale i think mm. this draft needs to be a little bit it can be a little bit more better it has westergaard no, is not a premium draft no yeah, yeah it's a three yeah. premium draft but still can be can be made like because someone like pulisic is will not be surely nil because they are yeah. getting in sterling and pulisic won't be a regular starter and edward is also not nil mateta is another slot at 5.5 who can push edward out so they they'll be sharing the minutes so 5.5 slot can be someone like uh, onda or or little bit invest more from elsewhere and make it a make it make it a 6 or 6.5 million striker yeah i think uh, this is this draft is little too much uh, bench is not good you need to you need to remove someone or the other to make the bench stronger yeah okay so a couple of more questions so uh, yeah i think it's not clear so i'll read out from my phone considering considering of nunes halen and jesus while having a premium defense to what's your idea so it's basically nunes halen and jesus 
that three premium uh, forwards and a premium defense which means the midfield middle... will be weak <laughs> i think i, I would think... say just two is enough three is bit stretched uh yeah let's see how nunes plays uh, because uh, we don't know a lot more of what happens there aditya your take on these going with three forwards in nunes halen and jesus my my honest opinion at this point we have not seen preseason games so yeah. we can't uh, talk more on this but without preseason games in picture the only player i would consider from these three is gabriel jesus i will not even think of haland and nunes at this point because i have not watched them play once that comes into picture once i have more info once i'm clear enough i will probably get one of them maybe haland is what i would inch more at but jesus is definitely going to be the one player i will look to get at have a better midfield and defense for now as we approach closer to the game week one make those changes whatever you feel is fine Thoughts yeah, on so... Coutinho. Next question. Thoughts on Coutinho. Coutinho has two good fixtures to start off, but looks like Bailey will be fit and Buendia was pushing Coutinho for a spot last season. So we need to watch, have a watch on the preseason. And for the first two weeks, they have very good fixtures. So I think he's worth a shout. Yeah. So Rashford going to play up front or not, we'll not know until we see a few more. the preseason game so that's a wait and watch or Ronaldo is leaving or not we have plenty of mm. questions yeah, to be answered so there, yeah Haaland or Son mm. interesting that's Son. that's a really Son. interesting <laughs> yeah it has to be Son. Son at the moment yeah so Son is nailed Son has the potential to have captaincy as well uh, no matter what Haaland yeah if it was me I'd go for Son between these two Aditya uh, your thoughts Son, Son, yeah, okay, yeah. that make that unilateral. I think all of us have been bitten by not having Son in the last season, so that pretty <laughs> much adds up to it. Salah or Son again, yeah, it's. I think uh, you need to have both of them in your two premium squads. That would be the safer one, you know. Yeah. And if you need to, it is the matter of spending the extra one million on both are good players. Both will be getting more than two hundred plus points for sure. It is a matter of whether you'll be spending the extra one million on Salah, or attack the fixtures based on the based on the fixtures, rotate them in a way you get the captaincy option also right. So it's totally up to you. Yeah. So when is the best time to use the first wild card? So this is an interesting question. We covered a little bit in the beginning. So game week after game week eight is is a good period because we'll have the international break there. So you could wild card, improve your team value there, uh, and things. But it need. but with the unlimited transfer it's it's opened up a lot of ideas right so you could play any game week where you feel your team needs it because you'll anyways have another one at at the end of game week 16 so uh, game week 8 is after game week 8 is the most common option a lot of people will go for but that doesn't mean you'll have to do it then so it could be early wild card also yeah yeah an early wild card as well a uh, draft without sala I think that's something that we've covered uh, with, with the traps eight uh, previously. Uh, an interesting question: Neto or Guminares? Uh, Aditya, your take? Neto is five point five. I think I think Pedro Neto 
in my opinion, might edge it, but we'll again preseason will give us more answer whether how well his position is going to be there. Yeah, Bruno Gomes, I feel is is someone who plays in three or two midfield, probably who makes those extra late runs in the box yeah. and takes advantage of those empty spaces and scores. Good so yeah. I think he's he's priced six, right? Yeah, he's six. Yeah, yeah. I think six is a bit too much for him. Honestly, point. yeah, at the moment, unless yeah. we have we get more evidence, yes. Yeah. But without yeah. evidence. Yeah, yeah, so Neto is better at 5.5 for now. Jesus, Jesus, so. Nunes, we have already covered. Jesus is the pick. Nunes, we haven't seen him. We need to wait and watch. Why yeah. no one is mentioning Ramsdale? Do you have, do you see Walker Fear as a valid 4.5 defender? No one is mentioning think... Ramsdale because he's priced at 5 million and we have better 4.5 keepers or better Arsenal defenders at 4.5. 4.5. So Ramsdale yeah. is ruled out. And yeah. What do you think about Kyle Walker-Peters at 4.3, Surya? I think he's a very good uh, attacking defender. There's no doubt about his attacking capabilities. But Southampton's fixtures look hard at the beginning, at least till game week 8. So, their fixtures turn. They, so... they have Tottenham, United and Chelsea in the first six games. Yeah, so, so that pretty much sums it. But he should be an option in a, in a wildcard draft, say, after game week 8. So, uh yeah, I think it was a Friday night deadline and a lot of us free trade and Walker-Peters took three bonus last season. So, his attacking strength is known, but uh, yeah, the fixtures don't favour uh, at the moment. So, last three questions. Uh, I'm not seeing Mount or Kulusevski in any drafts. Am I missing something? So, Kulusevski is basically because Richarlison has signed, there could be rotation there. Mount, yeah, we don't know which formation Chelsea is going to play. Will Rafinha come in? If Rafinha comes in, it's, it's going to be a game changer because he's going to be the the most important Chelsea attacker. We still don't know. But Mount is always that kind of player who's always underspoken by regular FPL players, but still keeps sticking along, keeps scoring, keeps hauling big. Uh, the Harvard versus Mount against Norwich last season and evidence. Uh, yeah, Aditya, <laughs> yeah, what's your take on Mount? Because... Yeah, he'll eventually be owned by a lot of managers, but still, you'll somehow feel he's not owned by a lot of managers. Yeah, he's that kind of. Uh, <laughs> he's player. not a Twitter Mount, material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Mount is someone who falls in that Bernardo Silva category, who are very yeah. crucial to their respective teams, who will mm. score you points in a longer run in 2025 mm. game weeks, not in like three, four game weeks, they'll explode. Mm. So. For them, you need to have a lot of patience and they are players who will give you points in longer spells, not shorter spells. So that's the yeah. reason why you're not seeing a lot of mount. And with change in formation, I think they might play a 4-3-3 and all. We don't know exactly who's going to play. I think when Gallagher is back, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a point. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see. Mount is definitely one of their key players who will play in some position. But if, let's say if they play Sterling, then there's, let's say they play 4-3-3. Hypothetically, I think Chris... Somewhere he'll we'll talk to him once he joins us in about a week or so. When we cover Chelsea, we'll have someone who will give us a better answer in terms of Chelsea assets. But if let's say Sterling plays and then the Sterling, Rafinha, and Havertz. Rafinha, I don't think is will happen. I'm pretty sure Rafinha <laughs> is out. Let's say there's no Rafinha. Okay, so then Sterling striker is Havertz or Werner. Right side we don't know who because Ziyech might go to Milan. So that's what we are yeah, hearing. Yeah, yeah. Mount, uh, I really don't know. That's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, we no. don't know. Yeah, yeah. But closer to the season start, it should be a good we'll have a clear. Yeah, I think we missed a slide on that. 
city players but i'm i'm going to pin that question because it's pretty much the same what you wanted to cover so yeah pep's new system uh will cancelos freedom of taking shots affected by haaland so sreen i'll answer that alone uh cancelo i think had the most shots with the defenders but he did end up scoring only one goal those shots never materialized into goals last season so you keep that aside still he he was a good fpl asset without those shots becoming goals so that should continue even if that's the case of uh, him not taking shots so i let sreeni talk about the pep's new system alvarez coming in sterling going out most likely mar is signing a new contract so what do you think will be uh, will pep do with city squad with uh, with a change in city squad yeah yeah considering the current changes and sterling assuming sterling has already left manchester mm-hmm. city the front the, the striker position is haaland and the backup would be alvarez on the right we will mostly have mares starting most of the games and foden could be a foden could be one of the picks uh, like there was an article in athletic recently stating that foden wants to play on the right most of the games so we could see more of foden and the right winger in some of the games and when when mares is rested so the on the left we have again have foden and grealish fighting for one of these slots in the midfield three it would be philips i think won't be starting all the games it will be rodri de bruyne and gundogan slash bernardo silva at the moment so yeah i think foden can play there also foden can play as eight foden can play on your left wing on your right wing so i think foden will be the most safest city pick at the moment because of the positions he can play in and the and the depth city don't have on the left wing so i think uh, foden will be the safer pick regarding mares mares is likely to be first choice on the right wing but pep prefers a system where he wants everyone all the 11 players in the team to press haland is not that known very much for pressing, pressing. and mares is also not known for his pressing so i think there there won't be uh, a system like it would be pep would be skeptical to start both haland and mares initially in all the games so yeah. it might be not be both of them starting for the first few weeks so i think it will be either of mares and haland in the in the in the in the few weeks and then uh and then as the champions league games move on and we yeah. can see bernardo also on the right if required yeah, bernardo yeah. can play as eight if required so mm-hmm. i think mares is a hold at the moment because foden has also uh can play at right wing yeah mares yeah. is a hold for me at the moment and foden would be city midfielder i'll be targeting on grealish is an interesting budget pick at seven but as <laughs> as told again like it's too much to risk 7 million for a starter he doesn't take many shots also so foden mm. will be the safer city mid if you are your thoughts on gundogan uh, i think he should be recovered well enough now he he played through an injury most of last season yeah uh, he should be recovered but i think he he'll be fighting he'll still not start all the game all the games regularly because he he doesn't bring that much in defensively bernardo also mm. brings brings too much on the table defense wise so i think mm. gundogan his price also in fpl also doesn't help at the moment so gundogan is is a yeah. avoid for the moment makes sense so in this case to wrap it up shrini says foden is the safest attacker uh, midfield option from city at the moment over maris uh, haland being a definite choice 
uh your thoughts on alvarez do you think pep will put him right or because he's just he's he's continuously played uh till july so uh yeah. so he's he's not he, he would be given a break or like he'll not be involved that much in preseason your thoughts on him because he's at 6.5 million maybe in the later stage of the season yeah yeah maybe maybe in the later stage of the season when when you 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 finally get a chance to decode pep's teams and think haland will play the cl games and someone like uh, alvarez alvarez can also play on the right on the mm. uh, on the strike also so i think he'll be getting 20 30 minutes on a regular basis but mm. won't be a starter and he won't be an fpl option at least till game week 8 yeah i know pep has done this but two forwards both haland and alvarez that's I, I, <laughs> i don't think so from no forwards to two forwards it's it's too much <laughs> yeah yeah because i think again both of them will not press that much uh so i think with pep expecting everyone to press that's that's too much of a change so yeah that sums up alvarez as well so i think we have managed to do everything in less than 90 minutes so that's a that's a good thing so anything to add althea shrini uh, all good i think we are good to go no, same here all good yeah so thanks for joining in guys so we'll be doing a lot more streams in the coming weeks with aditya spearheading it uh with a lot more guests and a lot more co-hosts lined up so hope you like us there will be team previews we'll yeah. be talking about the particular teams analyzing them like like aditya mentioned we will do we'll do something on chelsea on the smaller yeah. teams where yeah. you can find the find the uh, unknown or hidden fpl gems yeah so thanks for joining in do subscribe to our channel we're just starting out so we would appreciate your support there and see you soon in the next episode uh hopefully with aditya and a few more new guests as well yeah thanks guys.